1: 12.20, Sunday, 20th of November. You're listening to the Battle for Malaysia. BFM's coverage of GE15 results. I'm Wong together with Philip C. Now, the political landscape in Sabah has been redrawn. Following the results of GE15, the coalitions of Gerakan, Rakyat Sabah and Barisan National won 13 out of the 25 federal parliamentary seats at stake.
0: There were a number of surprise wins and shocking defeats. Party Bersatu Sabah strongman Datuk Sri Dr. Maximus Onkili failed to retain quota Marudu a seat he held since 2004. Dato Christina Liu of PKR also lost her stronghold of Tawau to GRS and Warisan's Datuk Daryl Liking also fell to APCO in Penampang. Now that GRS and Sabah Barisan have announced that they will form a Borneo bloc with Sarawak's GPS, who will they work with to form the next federal government?
1: Joining us on the line for analysis is Ferdowsi Sofyan, political economist with UITM Sabah. Hi Ferdowsi, now GRS and BN were the big winners in Sabah. They secured thirteen out of the twenty-five seats at play. Are you surprised, or was this pretty much in line with your expectations?
2: Hi, Shalini and Phillips. As a matter of fact, if you look at the result, especially for GRS and BN pack, as you all know, this is a very unique pack. Yeah, compared to the compared to GPS. Well, um, most people and most of the result, most of the poll that we received, and when I look at the report. Uh, everyone was talking about, you know, more than 15 seats. So 15 seats is the bottom line, but they get like 13. Obviously, this is, um, you look at the surprise seats like, you know, Raman Dahlan, uh, who contesting in Kota Balut. Mm. I mean, he was, very, he was very confident, but it turns out to be uh, Munira from uh, Warisan, who won the seat. Uh, surprising as well, in Tuaran. So, Jonathan Bangkwa is considered to be one of these, like, a, you know, uh, a big name in uh, Tuaran. But uh, he lost, uh, defeated by uh, Madius Stangao. So, this is the um, two seats that actually people were vying, looking at. It will be a GRBN and also GRS seat. So, anyway, 13 is okay. All right. So, 13 seats. But if you break the uh, break the number, so GRS technically they uh, they 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 won six seats and BN I means seven won seven seats. So um, both uh, you know they have an equal share of the seat contesting in uh, parliament and also in one of the seats, which is in Bugaya. But Bugaya is a foregone conclusion is a Warisan seat. So um, <clears throat> so there you go. So uh, GRS and BN um get 13 seats well kind of uh below expectation but
0: it's still okay barely pass (laughs) pass, and i I always wonder wonder, you know when i think about sabah right with all these results and it's so complicated is it all about the personality rather than the party platform there
2: you know in sabah it's very interesting because the First of all if you look at the pack grs and bn is already interesting anyway mm-hmm. so uh you don't have that i mean before the election so pn declared bn as enemy well now obviously they are enemies i guess because they have to form a coalition right so um in Sabah, the, there are certain places that personality matters. you know there are some independent candidate as considered as warlord um, even if they contest as independent, or even if their son contests as independent, he still can win. Mm. So interesting one is the, the one in the tenum. Uh, uh This guy uh, Rubin Balang's son, which is uh, Ridwan Rubin. Right. So Rubin Balang is a warlord, considered as warlord, uh, who contested, uh, contested in the previous state elections as independent, uh, as independent, who won and later joined Bersatu. His sons as well contest in uh, tenham and then uh, won uh, the election. So, but and then, person it all depends on certain places, uh, mostly in rural area. Uh, personality matters, right now, especially this time around when you have a very loose coalition, right. And a very loose uh, uh, loose coalition. Number one, so you don't have like that previous dominant AMNO type prior to 2018. So that one is pretty much is quite clear. But even though personality still play a bit uh, a little role there, but now uh, personality and party both are not mutually exclusive. And it all depends on certain area where you want to put it. Now, I'll give you another example, like you know, um, in uh, in Beluran, yeah. Mm. So uh, in Beluran, which is Ronald Kiandi, he's a big name. It, it is mm. a big name, yes. Yeah. Right, yes. but despite you know uh, poverty rate like forty six percent, it doesn't matter, right? And unemployment rate is more than you know ten percent, but you know uh, when uh, Bong Mukta didn't uh, didn't uh, nominate his name. To contest in that uh, in that um, in that uh, parliament, so uh, he he contests. uh, Perikatan uh, National still won, so <laughs> so there are there are things which is you know sometimes party matters. Uh, a good example, party matters is in the where I live in Kota Kinabalu, yeah. Mm. So this one uh, obviously is um, obviously is. Non Malay dominant area, so it is a classic place for uh, uh, DAP or Pakatan Harapan. So whoever contesting, all right, will always be uh, you know DAP or Pakatan Harapan.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. So it all depends.
1: So let's but talk personality,
2: ab- mate. Sorry. Yeah. So, sorry. so let's talk about <laughs> sorry.
1: Let's talk about uh, Pakatan Harapan uh-huh. then, since you brought it up, right? Because they contested uh-huh. in twenty-five seats but only won six. What's your assessment of their performance?
2: As a matter of fact, it's, it's quite beyond expectation. You know, previously they didn't win much. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, and for Pakatan Harapan, there are two seats, uh, few seats actually surprise us because based on the report where we see and also the poll that we have assessed, there, uh, we were expecting two seats only, all right, mm. which is in Kota Kinabalu and Sandakan. But, uh, Pinampang, uh uh their liking defeated by that to Iwan Ibin. that was that that really surprises but if you look at it well it's true because um that area pinampang right so um the, pinampang is quite big so e1 is like uh depending because uh, they are in pakatan harapan so the DIP factor play a very important role to back he won, uh, he won Benedict uh, vote because there are some not, there are quite number of uh, it's not just the Karazan people but they also uh, Chinese people as well so this way how uh, he won, you know emerge and win in, in, in the parliamentary seat and another one is Sepanggar so Sepanggar the, the 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 highlight was the highlight was uh, Ajis Jaman and also uh, this Yaqub uh, Khan. But it turned out to be a guy from Mustafa Takut, he just, yeah. <laughs> from PKR, and he won the next. He won the, the, the seat. So mm-hmm. there are a few seats, which is quite surprising. Surprising. So, uh, but,
0: uh, yeah. yeah, and I want, to, <laughs> I want to get your perspective on Warisan. You know, so much ambitions about coming over to Peminsular, Malaysia. <laughs> but look, they can't even sort themselves out in Sabah, winning only three seats. What is the future of them? And perhaps what's the future for Sri Shafi Abdal?
2: I think he need to rethink and re- rethink again. And, uh, you know, I think one thing that about Shafi Abdel, as much as he's an experienced and very uh, vocal and also important figure in Sabah, but I think he has to rethink his position, especially Warisan. So there's only three seats, yeah? And then he contested 52 seats, as a matter of fact, including Peninsula. So uh, not even, uh, I mean... Not even Sabah, he can't even get like more than 10, right? So, uh, so only three seats. So, I think what he need to do, I think in this today, in the today paper, uh, a lot of the Pakatan Harapan people actually say that warisan will, will have a different result if they join Pak- Pakatan Harapan. Mm. So, they used to join Pakatan Harapan, you know, the previous election, they call warisan plus. Yeah. So, during that time, all right, they somehow uh, get better results compared to uh, you know now but we we all know that warisan uh, the, the the recent uh, state election and the previous uh, p- uh, the previous uh, election in 2018 they you know they did they usually don't get a lot of majority. they form government because of party hoping back then. so but this time is even worse they only get like three seats. So I guess they have to think of like GRS and BN, Alright, even though uh, you know they uh, they do have internal uh, you know conflict at times, but the only way to contest in this political landscape, especially this time around, with so much fluidity in our political landscape, you have to collaborate with or work with another partner to get a better momentum.
1: Alright, thank you for your time. That was Sofia Sofian, political economist at UITM Sabah, helping us break down the results of the Sabah elections and also the different factions within it and how it's still the land where personality counts. I know, did he
0: really help us? Because I'm still very confused with the moving dynamics of Sabah. It's so interesting. right? I mean, he really painted a nice picture of all the different moving parts and how it's all kind of... Interested, but with the whole point about the interconnectedness of that, I wonder whether you know Saba. It's a bit stuck now, right, with respect to all the political parties that they have in play there.
1: Well, I think it's pretty much certain for the moment, for the moment, that uh, GRS and Sabah Barisan will work together with PN. For the, I think that's the, the the assumption. But who knows, right? One hour is a long time in politics. It is right. Uh, we're going to head into some messages. You're listening to the Battle for Malaysia BFM's GE15 result coverage. Keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine.